So today we are here with Abon. Uh, again, I am Tex, your DM for Fate's Rest, and we are going to be doing a little uh, one-off with Abon. Abon, please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, well, my name's been said a few times already, but <laughs> hi, I'm Abon. <laughs> um, yeah, I do a few other side projects, but this is Faith's Rest, so I'm not going to mention them at the moment. Um, I am a artist by heart, and I do what I can. I'll be playing Yulby. Um, she is a, a drow fighter. Um, and, sorry, not fighter. She's a paladin. My bad. <laughs> this is what happens when you play different classes all the time. <clears throat> uh, so she she has dark grayish skin, bright pink eyes, long white hair that's tied back in a high ponytail most of the time. She clinkety clanks a lot. Uh, however, uh, I think our journey starts off a little differently from where she will be starting off in the podcast. This is true. Alright. You ready? Yeah, let's go! Alright, so... In the world of Terra, in the western continent, it is called Perdita Sepe. The continent is a large desert climate with a large oasis in the center of it. In the oasis is a city of Bastion. Bastion makes its money off of an arena. And this arena is where we are pulled into. This the night before a large fight. Biggest fight of her young life. A young drow woman walks past the arena shrine to the god Jack. Jack, god of luck. A yet unassuming man in hooded robes will catch her eyes and uh, he he seems to have a copper tone to his to his skin and his eye colors all that all that funness wearing dark dark hooded hooded leathers and He'll, he speaks very calmly and smoothly as if trying to charm her. He says, You do not pray to the god of luck like the other fighters, young lady? I'm sure Jack would show favor to one as skillful as you on the battlefield. <laughs> uh, yo, P, she laughs. Like, no. I, I bring my own luck to the battlefield. Everything I've done is on my own. Uh, no one's helped me so far, so why ask for help now? Uh, I'll be... I'm sure I'll be successful. I mean, that's why I'm called You'll Be Alright. That is very true. Tell me any points to the... Uh, to, uh, you know what? Go ahead and give a small description of, of You'll Be. That way uh, they know what I'm about to ask what I'm about to point out to you. Um, Yobi, she's got, um, <clears throat> well, well, I, I described her a little bit earlier, uh, but to, today she's kind of more dressed more subtly where it's like just plain clothes since you can't really wear armor around in the barracks, I believe. Or whatever they call that little section down in the, <laughs> where they keep people in the Coliseum. Um, but she does carry around her 
what she deems as her lucky battle axe um it's kind of i'm trying to remember how to describe it it's it's circular and it's got like an open spot in the middle as well as i think four open holes around it um it's yes. pretty fancy looking even though it's like gladiator tools Because that, that axe of yours has sure given bad luck to all of those who pray to Jack, as it sees over the years. <laughs> well, I've been doing so, so far so well, and I haven't prayed to him at all. Maybe it's my lucky axe, and I'm lucky for them for asking for aid on from a god. That's, I wish you luck on your, you know, you say you don't need luck. Then I wish the others luck against you in tomorrow's upcoming battle. <laughs> it's going to be, hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? It's going to be magnificent. I do say so. Oh, it will most definitely be. If you're watching, just to keep an eye on me. I'll, I'll show you how you properly fight in this arena. She grins really brightly. The time since seems, seems to pass for the night and uh, Yubi makes her way to her room, does her nightly rituals and whatever she seems to do for the night. Probably since she doesn't believe in luck, probably just goes to bed, right? Yep. Nothing yeah. too fancy. She finds the mat, because <laughs> I imagine it's not that high quality. Um, and then just cuddles her axe, because that's her one thing she owns in here besides the skin on her back. <laughs> yeah. Well, she does have a relatively decent room, because she's second only to the arena's champion. Ooh, yeah. In 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 here so she they tend to give her what she wants for the most part so she probably has like a, a, a small slightly comfortable bed probably she a dress room and much. change of clothes yeah yeah she won't ask for much because anything she's earned so far she would have been saving it up to be free on the outside and have as much as she possibly can yeah and in the next day we open up it's it's been a few hours. The uh, this, the arena smells of blood and dirt and sweat and all of the things that come with battle after battle of the arena. And today is the uh, apex of a large festival, and we're at the final battle of this large fest festival. Uh, in the arena stands uh, four four champions or four fighters you'll be a uh, large dwarven man he's relatively tall for a dwarf and he wields uh, two uh, single-handed axes you have uh, a small a small human woman with a bow and you have a, uh, a, a what is that a loxodent standing at the very far end and he doesn't seem to be wielding anything 
All of them have circled around what seems to be a large manticore. And they are fighting, and this is, and you'll hear the, the arena call out. And said, the champions have emerged. They are on the end of this fight. Can our four heroes defeat the mighty manticore? Where our arena's champion has failed. And off behind the manticore, you will see a uh, you will see an elf, an elf woman, in the very back, uh, and she has been mangled by this manticore. And you'll be will know her as the champion of the arena, and her name is Faith. Hmm. Okay. Can um, do a little little battle of whatever you want to do here. Well, I know Yulby's heart, and I know, like, as much as she wants to get this battle completely done, mm-hmm. is, is she in a position where she can help um, Faith any little bit, or is she just like dead? <laughs> oh, she dead. She's super dead. Super dead. Okay, then she'll she'll kind of upset because Faith has been such a good fighter for so long um, however she'll look at this manticore and look at the three with her and be like well I guess we just gotta hit it um, and then she'll just fly into battle because that's all she can do um, and to make sure that the three with her kind of stay more on the alive side she'll do her best to distract and hit hard. Alright. And as you as you'll be charges into battle, the uh, the dwarf yells for victory and charges after and the other two follow suit and a large battle ensues and as this fight progresses and it takes what minutes come into hour and this battle it's been dragging on and dragging on is finally concluded and standing on top of the uh, the manticore is a lone fighter and as as the dust clears and the che- and the stands go silent uh, Yobi will raise her axe in victory as the lone survivor of the of the manticore battle she's She's tired. She's breathing hard as she looks around at the crowd. And I imagine they're like cheering as heck, right? Oh, it erupts into into <laughs> roars of cheers. And, and it's just this cacophony of screams and cheers. And everybody's just losing their shit. <laughs> um, yeah, she's standing there like... Oh, what's that? It was like Captain Morgan pose, right? Where the one knee's up. <laughs> and hand up with her axe. And she like gives it a little twirl. She's tired, but she, it's the arena. And you're, you're supposed to be performative anyway. I mean, that's what they're kind of trained to do. Um, and I don't think Yulby's ever been one like she never cried into battle like like ah for victory and whatever but she's just like 
big bear grinning. Um, and then she'll look up at her axe and more of a moment to herself. She'll be like, ha, fate's edge was on my side today. <laughs> and over the cheers, a man stands in the stands and he, Yulby knows this man. The whole arena knows this man. He is a large, black-furred linen. This large, large gray mane. And he's, calm yourselves, calm yourselves, people, as the cheers start to fade. He stands at the edge of the balcony where he sits. He says, Yulby, the greatest warrior the arena has ever seen. Bested the manticore that defeated the arena's champion of 20 years. Tell me, what is the one thing you want more than anything? This is when I think she'll look the most humble. I know she's a proud sort. And her axe, the head goes towards the ground and she holds the handle, like both her hands on top while she's looking up at the Leonin and she basically yells freedom just simple and rings clear freedom is yours all it took was the loss of our champion and the victory over the great magical and he looks he looks around at the cheering crowds and it seems you've also earned the love and support of the entirety of our great continent of Perdita she's just grinning <laughs> she doesn't have much to say it's like oh yeah that's that's me I did it that that's the attitude you can get from that expression and uh, as as the Leonin goat returns to his chair and sits back down, the gate for the arena rises up, and you'll be as free to walk out of the gate. She'll pick up her axe, swing it around a couple times, just like twirl in her hand, put it over her shoulder, and walks right out. Maybe using her free hand to wave goodbye real big and wide. As Yulby walks out the gates, she'll catch a glimpse of the man in the hooded leather robes with the copper skin and copper eyes. And she seems to see him grin, and as she blinks, he's gone. As if he was never there. Weird. <laughs> um, yeah, she'll walk right on out. I guess go explore the outside world. See what it's got for her. I'd imagine that she'd probably go and gather whatever stuff she has in her room. Oh, yeah. yeah all her earnings, uh, her favorite coin, uh, which would actually have been on her person. Um, probably hidden in her armor. Just yep. tucked down inside her armor. Yeah. Um, otherwise, nothing else of value besides the axe. She didn't ask for much for when she was in her own private room. 
after earning her way up there. She probably asked for any fun things she could have gotten uh, its value in gold or silver or coppers or however, whatever thing it was worth, you know? The, as, as I would assume she'd probably take, uh, take, take the night, uh, celebrate around town with the people and probably, uh, stay at an inn for the first time. Oh yeah. The whole experience, yet the, the drinks, the, <laughs> the inn, um, party with, uh, whoever's around. So probably an inn closest to the Coliseum. Um, since that's where probably most of the fans would have been. Uh, and the inn she comes to, it's she's been told about it by the other fighters and the uh, people she's met, the bystanders, the fans. It's called Edge of the World. And it is a very, very fancy inn on the outside. But as you get in, it seems to take on this vibe of very old and rustic and uh, seems to be something you'd find at maybe a cod a cottage type inn or it, it's very homey on the inside though it looks massive and uh, gaudy on the outside I after think... a night of of her what were you gonna do something there? Oh, I was just gonna say, I think she really liked that homey look. Like, even though it was fancy on the inside, like, just the unexpected of whatever warmth this is and comfort, it, it, it was a surprise and a delightful one at that. Yeah. After a night of revelry and partying and all that, she falls into this the comfiest bed she's ever been in and falls asleep it, as she sleeps she dreams of a bright topaz colored stone and it seems to be radiating the topaz color from the center out almost as if a starburst and when she wakes up in the morning the stone she dreamed about is fitted in the center socket of her axe it seems to have like it like it has meant to be there all along. She'll find that curious and then be like, was that always there? And I just haven't paid attention, but I cleaned this thing almost religiously. Um She'll admire it and she won't She wouldn't know who to ask about it at this point. So at a later time, she'll she'll see who she can ask that seems trustworthy, that won't try to steal her axe off her, especially when there's this stone that just magically appears in her axe from a dream. That's that's a little concerning. <clears throat> a few months pass, and she's wandering around the countryside of the larger eastern continent of Lokorum. She uh, happens to find a, uh, excuse me, she's traveling town to town, entertaining with stories and uh, helping, helping out uh, people by taking 
small bounties and uh, probably helping at orphanages and stuff like that. She yep. comes across a task. An orphanage is besieged by bandits. Oh, well, she'll definitely take it and go. No upon reaching, asked. upon <laughs> reaching the orphanage, in in question, the she will notice that there are several. Uh, it seems it seems to be two or three archers, maybe one or two swordsmen, and then on a horse is a man with a large battle axe. Uh, so a single bladed, two handed battle axe slung across his back. And he looks. He seems to be looking down at the other uh, other bandits, directing them to circle around the house. Well, Yulvi's not one for subtlety. Um, however, he does look like the big one in charge, so she's gonna just charge right in and. Um, Swing her battle axe at him. It's not cool if they're about to attack and hold down an orphanage. These poor kids. And as Yulby charges this man, uh, she catches him off guard. Uh, he falls off his horse. And she plants his at her axe squarely in his chest, killing him outright. And the other bandits uh, circle up, and a fight ensues. And after killing a couple more of the bandits, the remaining ones scatter in all different directions. Uh, as she'll they do, definitely, she'll definitely yell, "You better run!" <laughs> and as as they scatter, a a woman in what seems to be what what you'll be will know as cleric robes, or cleric's armor. It's like a half half chain shirt with uh, a plate plate greaves and uh, some kind of uh, mace she comes out where her colors are wearing white and purple color color scheme on the on the armor she comes out she's an older woman she says thank you young lady this these bandits I couldn't have handled on my own but you you saved me and the children by yourself tell me is there anything we can do for you Yulby shakes her head. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just glad you're safe. It's as she looks towards the lady and are any kids poking their heads out? Oh yeah, as as this lady walks out and is talking, there there's a few little children, a variety of different races. You'll see an elf, a tiefling, a uh, there's a tabaxi, a little orc child. All kind of stick their head out. See, uh, uh, see, Yulvi in her, uh, in. I don't know what she'd be wearing right now because she doesn't have her, her, her special, her, her armor yet. Uh, she'd probably think, be wearing her arena armor, maybe. Um, she'll have whatever bits and pieces still left of her arena armor, but she would have like upgraded her clothes to be a little bit nicer because then people are more likely to hire her for jobs <laughs> outside of that. Um after learning that troublesome thing. <laughs> uh, might as well look a little more trustworthy. That's fair. And, uh, um, they all... This woman, she... Uh, 
She she kind of bows a little bit. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Tell me, what what is your name? Uh, she'll offer her hand because that's the gesture she's learned. <laughs> uh, my name's You'll Be Alright. The, the woman takes her hand kind of claps it, clasps it in both hands when she does this. He says, I am Beatrice, and I'm a cleric of the Order of Maidens. If you ever seem to want a place where you feel like you belong, we accept all those, all women and girls alike who can make a difference, who want to make a difference. And I can tell you where to go to join our ranks. Uh, uh, a look comes across Yulby's face. Um, because, I mean, she's been in the arena all her life, and one of the things she's ever wanted besides freedom was just to feel like she belonged somewhere, and those words... <laughs> really rang hard in her ears and like the first time someone's ever said something of the sort I feel like at least to her that's how it feels and obviously this lady's kind she's taking care of children um, they're not heading towards the arena they're in some place safe away from that sort of thing uh, she'll look at her and be like well where do I go this sounds like a great thing She'll direct her to the uh, large temple in the southern province or the southeastern province of the continent. And she'll, she'll, over the next, uh, as, as after Yuli makes her way there, over the next year and a half, you'll, uh, she, she trains and she, she learns and she becomes a better fighter than she has ever been. She becomes a better protector than she has ever been. We see a little montage of her training, of her with uh, the person she will know as her mentor. They travel around along the, the countryside helping people. As she leaves the temple for the last time, after returning from an errand from her mentor, she is given a set of plate armor that is or set of armor that is donned in the colors of the of the maidens and the her mentor says you'll be you are the greatest apprentice i have ever had and i wish you well upon your travels and you are now a fledgling knight of the order give you these and a quest and she hands her the she hands her a uh, paper a scroll rolled up scroll with with her armor that uh, is a, a missive to escort a small caravan of women and children to the capital of the northern province I think by then Yulby has learned a little bit of a manners and bows her head just a little bit um and she'll be like thank you and kind of admire the armor and the 
scroll that she has and then grins kind of stupidly at her mentor and just be like well i'm gonna go put this on now and check out the mission uh when i'm back here i'll 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 uh come say hi right <laughs> most definitely my child we are always always glad to see when our sisters and daughters return here sweet and then she's gonna go run off to whatever her room was to <laughs> go start her mission and after after a couple nights of uh of, of this escort mission uh she'll wake up from her her turn on watch and there will be a or after her turn on watch and there will be a second stone directly underneath the topaz stone and it is an amethyst she currently will have a topaz stone and an amethyst stone that look almost identical fit inside her axe there are still three empty empty sockets on her axe <clears throat> Well, that is also weird, and now she'll be like, I, I thought I knew who to ask about this, and now I don't. Because <laughs> um, it is her most precious axe, and now there's two fancy stones in it, and she definitely doesn't want anybody stealing it. <laughs> and as the as her mission progresses they make it they make their way from the from the southeastern province all the way up to the northern province and she hands off the escort mission to the the maidens of uh, the temple in the north uh, she as she's wandering around the town she comes across a a, a bounty child to kidnap him and uh, the address on this bounty happens to be a tavern located in the center of the town square well I think by now everyone knows what Yulvi's gonna do she's just gonna charge right on for it <laughs> and, and as Yulvi makes her way towards the tavern this is where we will stop Ah, uh, nuts. Oh, well. You have an uh, episode one to look forward to, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be exciting. That's what I'll say here. <laughs> it's going to be very fun. You'll be as the best girl. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, and the dumbest girl. I'll say that as well. Best and dumbest. 